You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today's Zabecast brought to you by MyBookie.ag. No better time to get on board with MyBookie than right now. Football season is Underway in full steam, and MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet aside, predict scores, track player props, MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when signing up. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. When you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag is in-game live action on every major league event, even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open up an account, join in on the fun, use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. And please don't go too heavy on the esports. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Today on the Zabecast, a DJ Durkin about face bombshell at Maryland. Notorious J.A.Y. will join me and I cannot wait to hear his take on Kanye West abandoning Trump. We've got candy talk, Scott McLuhan's grievance, my personal top 25 in college football, and the Toyota robot pizza truck that will someday enslave us all. Your essential sports talk day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Thursday, November 1st, 2018. Thank you for downloading. What a bombshell at about 6.35 p.m. on Wednesday night, right right as everyone was out trick-or-treating. Trick! DJ Durkin, head coach at Maryland, now out. After a day of stunned outrage and some very well-said editorial from all over the sports world and politicians as well, it was a collective are you fucking kidding me? He's staying. Kill a kid, keep your coach. Okay, then. If that's who you want to be, Maryland, that's who you're going to be. Now that they have moved on and they have engineered this dismissal, and it's strengthened the hand of Bowtie Wally, as I call him, Dr. Wallace Lowe, he too, like Gordon Gee, who once said, boy, I hope the football coach doesn't fire me. He, uh, he wore a bow tie with the uh, Maryland logo, the Maryland flag pattern in it, at a press conference earlier this summer when talking about this tragic death. 
And I thought, that seems kind of inappropriate. It seems a little too school spiritish for something where you're supposedly talking about a solemn and unthinkable tragedy on campus. But whatever. So Wallace Lowe was the guy who had been outmaneuvered by those on the board of regents at Maryland, including this guy Brady, who hated Wallace Lowe, didn't like the fact that Wallace Lowe wanted to change the name of the stadium, did get the name changed from Bird Stadium, because apparently this guy Bird was a segregationist, and that was discovered many, many, many years ago. And so they said, well, we can't have that. And they made it Maryland Stadium, and that was a big fight. And this guy, Brady, has hated Lowe for a long time. So he engineered it so that, hey, he won, Durkin stays, Lowe announces he's going to retire, retire, in June. Check and mate, right, basically? Well, not so fast. Less than one day later. I mean, almost less than one day later. 25 hours, I'd say, total. I'd give it 28. They decide, no, Durkin's got to go. Players walked out. I mean, there was just criticism from everywhere. And all the while, and I read Barry Sverluga, excellent writer, Washington Post. I read John Feinstein, excellent college writer. And I just sat there with my, my chin in my folded hands, just like this. And I just sat and waited. I'm like, when is Sally Jenkins going to come in and make the rubble bounce? Because as the very skilled writer and daughter of the great Dan Jenkins, it's in her blood. And I don't mean to take away from her personal talent at writing. And I also don't mean to diminish the fact that Sally has been on the absolute wrong side of certain issues and athletes. She was basically Lance Armstrong's autobiographer and basically bought into an evil pack of lies from Lance Armstrong all along. But that said, I I love it when Sally trashes somebody or trashes something. She does it with such powerful eloquence. Here is what she wrote at about, uh, published about mm, 12.15, noon on Halloween. It didn't last six hours before having to get updated by the news of the day. She writes, A son died at Maryland. He died needlessly from heat stroke at the age of 19 in the care of a vain football coach named D.J. Durkin who demanded, quote, blind trust. That was his mantra. And repaid it with nothing but cocksure incompetence. Who failed the quality control of any good high school team? But instead of relieving Durkin from a post for which he is so clearly unfit, Maryland's fork-tongued regents spent months prevaricating and producing self-contradictory reports they did. And then buckled under to the money. Instead of firing the donor pet Durkin, they effectively ousted the president, Wallace D. Lowe, who was nowhere near the scene of the crime. James T. Brady said at his news conference Tuesday, quote, there will be no third chance for any of those involved to get this right. Third chance, right, Sally? Third chance? You mean you get a repeat when you kill a player? Someone please shake this man by the hair until the cotton falls out of his ears. Jordan McNair never got his first chance. The regents would like to obfuscate blame for that. They would like to behave as if running a large, overweight man to the point of death in the heat was a tragic accident, as opposed to the entirely predictable outcome of brutality and negligence that it was. Send your son to Maryland and they will spit in your face too. This after McNair's father said, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and somebody spit in my face after it was announced that Durkin would slide back in midweek. 
The regents insist that the practices of Durkin and his staff are simply the usual ones in a, quote, big-time football program. Big-time, asks Sally. The panting throne sniffers (laughs) at Maryland think that because Durkin worked as an assistant at Florida and Michigan, he's big-time and can carry them to the top of the Big Ten. Do they see other conferences and other programs that have killed players by overstressing them in the heat lately? It is a masterpiece of writing, and she makes the rubble jump as usual. Go to the WashingtonPost.com. It's behind a paywall. Search for Sally Jenkins. It is good stuff. All right, email time here. I always appreciate your feedback. Zabe at Yahoo.com. This one from a man, Ken Guckenberger, in Denver. Ken G. Guckenberger? Guckenberg. I'm not looking at his email. I cut and pasted it. I correspond with him regularly. Apologize, Kenny. Didn't do that part. Uh, If you sign your name, by the way, to an email, give me the full name, city. Because that way when I just go zip, cut, paste, and it's in my Evernote stack, I got your full name. Ken Guckenberger, maybe. He's an attorney, but I said to him after this, I said, are you sure you're not a writer? Are you sure you're not a poet? He writes about the Coliseum last Sunday in Nostalgia. Zabe, I know you were fetching about the lack of late games on Sunday, only three in total, but I view that as a gift, a gift to our nation to watch the Packers play one last game under that California autumn light in the L.A. Coliseum. I swear I saw Max McGee coming across the middle there, catching a ball from Bart Starr. I don't even like the Packers or the Rams, but I love football history and the NFL films of our youth. The games played in the Coliseum, especially with the Rams throwbacks, are just a treat. The Packers playing in their classic uniforms was just a total bonus. If only the Dolphins and Redskins could recreate Super Bowl VII out there. Oh, wouldn't I love it? Of course, we lost that one, but whatever. I know the Coliseum isn't great for sight lines or amenities, but man, does it look great on television. And it evokes that deep well of memory that is the connective tissue of the NFL. Uniforms and stadia matter, writes Ken. It is what carries college football. It is what makes the Masters the best golf tournament in the world. That's a great comparison, by the way. It helps us keep the time of life. This world may be a nightmare sometimes, especially on weekends like last. But a Packers-Rams game in the Coliseum in the Southern California sun was a most welcome respite. Kenny G in Denver. What an attorney. God bless him. Great writing. I couldn't agree more. College football and the college football playoff committee has come out with their first rankings of the season. And your top four, if the season were to end right now, Alabama 1, LSU 2, excuse me, Clemson 2, LSU 3, and Notre Dame 4 with Michigan sniffing just outside the top four at five. Tomorrow on our Football Five Ways Friday podcast, which, by the way, can be yours for the low, low price of just four ninety nine a month, and you get to help support the rest of this endeavor here, go to zabe.com slash premium, zabe.com slash premium, and uh, subscribe today. If you Tomorrow on that uh, podcast, I'll have Timmy Murray on. He's good at the horse race stuff about who controls their own destiny, who could stumble, how he thinks the committee might vote, one loss, no loss, two teams from the SEC, not two teams. We'll go over all of that tomorrow. But I'd like to give my top 25, sure. College football, here we go. Number one, Alabama with Tua Tungavailoa playing the entire game. 
That's your number one team in the country right there. Full 60 minutes of Tua, that team is not going to be beat. Uh, the number two ranked team in the country would be Alabama with Tua for a half of a, a game. He, they'd be the number two team in the country and would give a full game of Tua a pretty good fight but would lose. Third ranked team would be Alabama with Jalen Hurts. Fourth ranked team would be Alabama with Jalen Hurts and Nick Saban taking a nap on the sidelines. And I would say number five would be Alabama with whatever next stud quarterback is in the system. Uh, and I believe that Tua's got a brother who's actually going to commit. So there, there's my top five. Do you want the 6 through 20? Do we need the 6 through 20? All right, fine. Clemson is at 6 on a good day. Uh, Ohio State, I guess. LSU is probably in there. Uh, Somebody, somebody. Georgia, I guess. That team from the Big 12 who's pretty good this year, but will probably choke. Uh, Notre Dame, and then what's-its-face. You know, the school with the fight song. And 20. There you go. Before we get to Notorious J-A-Y, Two more things real quick. The Redskins' former general manager, Scott McLuhan, has lost his grievance with the Redskins over unpaid salary from when the team dismissed him for cause, they said, with 22 months remaining on his deal. It was an ugly split, to be sure. The Redskins asserted they fired McLuhan for cause, and within days of his firing, a team-owned radio station, that would be us, 980, speculated that McLuhan was abusing alcohol. That was Cooley, not anyone else. A team official speaking on condition of an anonymity told the Washington Post that the general manager was ousted because he had reported to work intoxicated. This caused a lot of sturm and drang, as they say. You can look that one up. After it happened. I was a little more cautious going, you know, they handled it shitty. This is not the way you want to go about it. But everyone needs to just hold up because I had gotten a lot of reports from a lot of people that said, say, McLuhan, he is still drinking and drinking hard. He came to the Redskins with a known problem. He had said he had gotten his arms around it. He didn't necessarily go to rehab rehab, was not currently an AA, but he said he could handle it. And the Redskins, uh, you know, their team organization has some drinkers amongst it. So we all thought, eh, this might not be a great fit. Of course, when he was fired, McLuhan, we had thought that he could do no wrong. We thought he was the general manager that was going to save us from the ineptitude of both Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen. And that turned out to not be the case because we didn't really see the busts uh, that accompanied it. I mean, we're talking March 9th of 2017. So we've got a season and a half now we're finding out, yep, that guy's no good, that guy's no We still thought that Josh Doxson was going to be good. We still thought that maybe second-rounder Ryan Anderson from Alabama would be better. He's not playing right now. We didn't know that Sua Cravens would go missing and just leave the team. Oh, by the way, he was in town for a grievance the other day. So anyway, um, bottom line is McLuhan loses, the Redskins win. It was an arbitrator that the NFL appointed. It was agreed upon. You know, McLuhan, when he signed his contract with the team, had no recourse to opt out of binding arbitration. That was selected by the NFL, so he was kind of screwed going in. These things are very hard to win, even with a truly neutral arbitrator. All I'm going to say is that for everyone that called up and said the Redskins did him dirty, this was totally wrong, remember, they probably had good cause to do it. He probably was not functioning in a professional manner and had to be let go. Should they have done it better than they did? Of course. But they didn't. So let it be noted.
Finally, before we get to Notorious J-A-Y, I hate it when these student-athletes attempt to commit double murder. It's such a bummer. This is uh, Isaiah Bullock from the Rutgers football team. In other words, Tony Soprano U. The list of things that have gone south at Rutgers, the miscreants, bad apples, scandals, and whatnot at Rutgers, especially in the football program, wow. Just look it up. It's in Wikipedia. This is now the latest. Isaiah Bullock, who spells his first name interesting, I-Z-A-I-A. Isaiah. I-Z-A-I-A. Okay. Isaiah Bullock was charged with two counts of first-degree attempted murder and two counts of first-degree conspiracy to commit murder. He initiated a plot to murder the family members of an acquaintance. This according to a statement from the Middlesex County Prosecutor Andrew Carey and Rutgers Police Chief Kenneth Kopp. Court documents... Wait a minute. Rutgers Police Chief Kenneth Kopp. C-O-P. His last name is Kopp, and he's the police chief. Brilliant. Police and prosecutors in court documents allege Bullock discussed the plot with a witness who recorded their conversation and turned it over to the police. Bullock asked the witness to be a getaway driver and lookout. Yeah, see, you got to pin those guys down. You got to say, all right, listen, I need a little favor. I'll pay you money, but I need a favor. Okay, what is it? I'm going to go murder a couple people. Whoa. No, no, you know, you know, you have to shoot them with me. You don't have to be there. But I need somebody to help me get away. I need a getaway driver. So I need you to just wait for me. Okay? Like, don't leave without me. Swear. That's the most important thing. Okay? Uh, you're going to hear gunshots, maybe some screaming. Who knows? Police sirens. I'm going to come running as fast as I can. And if I'm not there as quick as you think, just remember murdering is not easy. I will get there, I will hop in the back, and you will drive away as fast as possible. Are you a good driver, by the way? Okay, good. You're interested. You weren't recording me, were you? Of course, the guy that recorded him and turned it to the police, oh boy, look out for him. He, he is going to be sleeping with one eye open going forward. Hey, sports fans, football season is here. It's time to get out on the action with mybookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Even politics and side bets and props and you know, tons of stuff. There's a casino in there as well if you want to play casino games. I just bet, by the way, on Notre Dame to finish the season undefeated at plus 130. Boom. Prop bet. I think that's coming home. Tim Murray will be absolutely beside himself in delight. You can bet sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE, though, when you do register for an account and get a 100% sign-up bonus, as I did when I opened my account. Yes, I do have an account. Uh, if the game already kicked off, don't worry. They've got in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports, although who is really going to bet eSports? Okay, fine. Have at it. No better time to join MyBookie.ag than right now. Go to MyBookie.ag, open an account, join the fun. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard to see where you stand. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. All right, time to say hello to the notorious J-A-Y, the king of Baltimore, Maryland. 
Hello, Zabin. Well, well, well. We've got a lot to talk about today. Do you want to start with a DJ Durkin story, or do you want to start with Kanye West coming home? It's your call, Jay. Go ahead. <sighs> Let's start with Durkin and go backwards. How about that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. DJ uh, I got Durkin. I to say about Durkin. I'm, I'm a little upset about the whole... Uh, the whole thing. Oh, okay. Well, I, I sense an alternative take coming here. Go ahead. Lay it on me. First of all, do you know they hired a like six-person committee that met for three weeks to decide all of this? As a taxpayer, did I have to pay for this crap? Oh. Like Doug, Doug Williams was part of this. What the hell does Doug Williams know about any of the goings-on at, at Maryland? I want to know how much got, I want to know how much taxpayer money was spent on this whole Travis Sham mockery. Even better, I believe Bonnie Bernstein was on that committee. Yes, she was. How <laughs> much? I, You know what? I have the where. I think I can find out how much money they got paid. Now that you're in politics and now right. that you represent a state congressman, maybe you can congresswoman, right? Yes, uh, your, your, yes congresswoman. Your yes. boss is, once again? Uh, April Rose of uh, Delegate uh, Award or, or District Five in Maryland. Sorry, District Five is in the house. But I'm upset about that. I'm upset. Why did they even? Why did they? Who they spent? That Durkin... They spent. First of all, they spent a couple months hoping nobody would notice a kid died on their watch. Didn't do a damn thing for two months until the family said, "Hey, family finally said, okay, time's up. You guys are trying to slow walk this to the start of the season. We're going to go to ESPN." ESPN ran with the story. It got out in the bloodstream. So then they appoint this commission, with which included Bonnie Bernstein and Doug Williams. So stupid. What did those people do? Right. Go, they I'm then sorry, spent, like, like you said, four weeks, six weeks, some inordinate amount of time. They come up with a report that was contradictory in many areas. No recommendations whatsoever. Just a, a report. And then they met like six times to talk about what they're going to do. Then they come out and they go, okay, here's the deal. Durkin's going to slide back into the job. Wallace Lowe's going to retire. And we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. Everyone happy? And the answer was no. No. People are livid. It would not have gotten to, what what was Michael Scott's uh, movie called in the office? What was it called? Uh, Oh, the Scar and Ultimatum? You're right. Whatever. He, something, like something, something. Something. Zero. It would have never. Oh, oh, that oh, point. Z- oh. Uh, uh, midnight. Dark. Zero. <laughs> right. If if Governor Hogan today did not come out with a four paragraph statement saying, basically, I'm summing it up. This is bullshit. Durkin would still have a job, but the governor who oversees pretty much everything, you know, with state schools, he was the one that had to put the hammer down and stop this Travis Sham mockery. Threat Level Midnight, Season 7, Episode yes. 17. Threat yes. Level Midnight. midnight. That's, what, that's, so. what, that's what Maryland reached. But it was, I mean, first of all, okay, I, I'm a recruit, and DJ Durkin comes into my house. What do you think my mom is going to say? There's no way I'm playing at Maryland. There's, exactly. He couldn't recruit. They yeah. were so tone deaf, they thought, this guy is the shit. He's got us on the track to being great. We can't lose him. This shit will blow over, man. Let's keep him in there. Unbelievable. And again, DJ Durkin is one of the worst. I can't believe you never interviewed him. He's one of the worst talkers, worst interviews ever. So I can't believe he was that dynamic in the living room. So I don't know how 
He, he got some good recruits. He apparently he, was one of the uh, top recruiters. He won some award, like the recruiter of the year. I had no idea they gave that out. I thought they just said, okay, you did a good job recruiting. Your reward is you get to keep your job for right, one well, more year. I, you know, And he hired this strength coach who was a complete meathead, said that this guy was instrumental to what they were doing. This guy was good at throwing vomit around in a bucket and calling people pussies. If that's all it took to be a strength coach, I could do that with my thighs, with my size 38, 30 pants. Have you seen the guy at Alabama? Have you seen that dickweed? Dickweed. Have you seen him? Yeah. (laughs) I have not seen the dickweed at Alabama. I have seen the stylish dickweed at Oregon with the mustache and the hair. Like these strength coaches now are becoming virally famous on the sidelines with their looks. Uh, There was a guy at Auburn that was going crazy last weekend. Just like doing the electric shake. Like, oh, I'm so fired up. And people are labeling it. 99% 99% creatine, 1% human. I mean, I mean, the, the, I mean, most of these strengths get S, S and C's as they call them, strength and conditioning. The old S and C's. They, you, you know, they have a alter. They all want to be coaches, so they they take these gigs just to tie them, you know, tie them over. But there, is there job. is there really a path to becoming? That, I don't. That's a great question. I don't know how. I mean, the the guy at Alabama. I heard him on a podcast, and he talked about he was working at, a, at for an NBA team and he had known Saban for a while and Saban got the job at uh, LSU and then you know said you know I want this guy's like the best in the business but they're they're all like like you like like uh, Steve Williams uh, what'd you call him a, a, a bag ape oh yeah that's, that's <laughs> a violent bag what, ape yeah right that's basically what they are you see him on the sideline running up and down like you know like like a like a crazed uh crazed maniac lunatic. right yeah right. That's all, that's all they do. But and, and, they, if, and honestly, they shouldn't even be allowed on the sidelines because what are they going to do? Supervise a set of Bulgarian squat lifts in between right, what are, series? I mean, come on. What are they going to be, the assistant get-back coach? <laughs> exactly. All right, so at this point, has Maryland salvaged anything with this startling reversal to fire DJ Durkin? No, because they still – Damon Evans, the the interim – AD, who, by the way, had a drunk driving charge in Georgia. That's oh. why he was no longer at Georgia. Oh, well, luckily Kevin, got... An- luckily Kevin Anderson gave him another shot at Maryland. <laughs> Do you know he negotiated a, a, a year one buyout that would be $3 million if they fired him uh, without cause? Oh, uh, $3 million. Oh, Damon, yeah. Damon Evans, really? Oh, my God. He, he is so slick, and he, he apparently also pressured other coaches to write letters backing him up. Oh, yeah, this guy is a total weasel. But then again, as I've said about ADs, if you want to become an AD at the university level, here's how you do it. Start by pumping up the balls and then hang around for 10 years. That's it. That's it. You do that, you are on a track to be an athletic director before you know it. I'm sure it's a little more than that, Zave. I, uh, I think you're poking uh, too much fun. I'm, I'm funny. Okay, I'm telling you. I'm not, it's not that much of an exaggeration, Jay. These athletic directors are gym teachers who are just working the system, working the Peter Principle, filtering their way up the system. Okay, here, here's, here's to you. Who, who is brighter, athletic director or program director? Go. <laughs> it's a push. They're, they're both they're both lint they're both lint pickers that stare at their navel. They're both guys that can't do it themselves. So they they they're not on the field. They're not on the sideline. They wish they were, and so they they retreat to the next uh you know desk job that's closest to the action. Uh, except, for was, like, was, except for all my except for all my current program directors, who are the best. 
You're the best, CJ. You're the best. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so at this point, I ask a practical question: Do you lay three with Michigan State this Sunday, or is it a load the house the other way? That a football team, having successfully gotten their shithead coach who they hate, who killed one of their own, fired, do they play like a house on fire as mere three-point underdogs within three days of this happening? Oh, that's a good one. Do they get their remember the Titans moment? Exactly. And rally around. Oh. <laughs> Tough oh, one. here we go. Tough one. Yeah, oh. Exactly. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. I I'm would say. I'm going to say Maryland comes out. As a as a ball of fire because I think they like Matt Canada because they say he's relaxed he doesn't pressure them I think they like playing for him so okay. I think they want to show the nation also that you know they're not a bunch of jokes so I think Maryland comes out and plays inspired football and wins at home in front of eighteen thousand people at at All College right. Park. All right, the play is Maryland. Then it's not blood money; it is celebration money for the joyous overheaval, uh, upheaval, and overturning of Coach Durkin. Meanwhile, does Wally Lowe? Bowtie Wally, as I call him, does he survive for longer than just June when he said he was going to, quote, retire? Uh, the governor got one guy. Oh, no, I think he gets his five million dollar payout to leave in June. God, Because, I, I mean, I mean, they, they fired the guy that everybody would have fired. Must be nice. Yeah, Must I mean, uh, yeah, nice. But by the way, how about him saying, oh, I wanted them fired long ago. Wow, well, Wally, why don't you throw everyone under the bus? Well, he did, but then he was told by the up by the higher ups, if you do that, you're fired immediately, and you won't get any of the shit you're supposed to get. The whole hierarchy of board of regents, university president, athletic director, and then even above that, the governor of the state. I mean, it's just it's it's a bureau, bureaucrat sandwich, six layers deep. I. I wonder if this gives Hogan a bump during a well. He's going to win double digits anyway, but I wonder what this will do during a, the you know next week election. But he was going to win anyway. Hey, speaking of that, can I raise an objection? Had the, this came up at the white guy meeting last week? Oh, okay. Oh, oh do tell you say. <laughs> okay. I wasn't there, says Jay. Do tell. <laughs> there is a current ad for Larry Hogan, who is going to cruise to reelection as a Republican governor in a deep blue state of Maryland, which is a phenomenon Twice. I don't understand. Yes, back to back. And you guys have had Republican governors like Ehrlich. Bob Ehrlich, yep. So I don't get that dynamic, but whatever. So there's an ad for him anyway, because you got political money, you got to spend it, whether you think you're going to win or not. And there's a black guy talking about Larry Hogan, some nice thing yes. he had done, and he says, and I quote Jay, Larry Hogan's a white Republican, but you know what? I don't care. I look at him as just another good guy. And I'm like, I love, ah, I, you I can't. Love that ad. No, I, love I hate that ad. that ad. Why can't Republican white guys be just another good guy? He acts as if, well, you know, she should be a son of a bitch, this Republican white guy. But I look at him like another, just a regular good guy. Okay, don't you, I get what you're saying. Don't you they, get they the implication? Just, the implication I, I, that the default setting for white Republican guys is, is evil. Is, is, is is uh is uh Shithead. Of, well yeah you, uh, what what uh Jeff Jeff Sessions that's what <laughs> every every white Republican is in Jeff Sessions but la- I I said uh, last year I was with some friends in Annapolis uh, around tournament time and it was a bunch of Democrats and a bunch of Republicans and I was like you know Hogan is a good decent guy why would no one want to vote for him 
And that is the, I, I was with my cousins about a, a month ago. Women, black women in their 40s and 50s who all said, I'm voting for Hogan because he's a good guy. So you're right. They could have changed the ad to say he's just a good guy. So, but I like the ad though. The ad, I liked it in context. Yeah. All right. Speaking of politics, Uh-oh. well, that whole Kanye thing didn't last long. Tuesday in a Twitter rant, Kanye West said, That's it. I'm off the MAGA train. I'm not Trump's friend anymore. I was brainwashed into saying all this shit I don't really believe in. I'm done. I'm out. On a level of one to surprise, 10 being totally shocked as if your head was sewn to the carpet and you woke up in the middle of the night, one being, uh, duh, no kidding. Where does this fall for you, Jake? Two. Hill? A two. Because I'm, I'm guessing he probably has an album coming out soon. So what do you think this was by Kanye? Was this an extended work? Oh, no. I think he was literally off his meds. I think he literally went crazy. I'm really? I'm serious. Yeah, he's ever since his mom passed away, like six, he's six or seven years ago. Straight crazy. He's, he's Looney Tunes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, no, I really, Kenny, he said he was on opioids after getting liposuction surgery. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he was canceling concerts about a year and a half yes. ago and going on extended crazy rants. So, Kanye yeah. has always been flat crazy. However, is he still a viable artist in the hip hop scene? he's still a musical genius, but his cred is now pretty low two to nil. (laughs) What about Jim Brown? Who was at that meeting with Trump sitting there with a cane? Never thought I'd live to see the day that I said, wow, I'm disappointed in Jim Brown. (laughs) I can't believe, I can't believe I said, I said those words. I said some other words too, but I said, I can't believe I'm, I'm disappointed in Jim Brown. I bet you his American little uh, organization got some money from cha-ching, cha-ching, right? Yes. Yes. By the way, uh, what, what, what has this president done to your people that you say how bad he is specifically? (sighs) Was it, we usually talk, uh, the constant, are we really getting into politics now? Are we really going to? Okay. No, I just, I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> if you're a Democrat, of course you hate his guts, and especially if you're liberal or progressive, but I didn't know if there was a specific African-American grievance against Trump. Just the rhetoric okay. is what I deem as not good. But a lot, of, a lot of white people also deem A lot of white be. people don't like the rhetoric, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's the... Do you, wait a minute. Do you find him smart? I've never uh, asked Trump? No, I don't find. I mean, okay. there, there, there are a million shades of smart, right? Like there is book smart, there is street smart, there is world smart, there is philosophy smart, there's emotionally emotional intelligence, as they say. Um, no, I don't. I don't consider him a Mensa level genius. Not at all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that, shall we? Okay. Talk sports. <laughs> Dipped our toe in and said, too cold. <laughs> too cold. Not a sports fan, huh? <laughs> All right, let's talk Clay Thompson and the three-point oh. record that he, obl- he could have obliterated but stopped short after hitting 14 threes. Where do you – I was trying to put him in the Dale Ellis, the Allen Hughes – is he like the second greatest shooter behind Dude. Jesus Shuttlesworth? I mean, he's... I'm Jesus Shuttlesworth and and Steph Curry. So he's top five? Easily. 
Easily, maybe he's better than Ray Allen. I mean, his release is so quick. I've never so, seen him get his shot blocked. So quick, so minimal, and so high. I mean, it's just he, it's a it's a flick at six foot eight inches off the ground. It's amazing. I really, I really like him because I do he has no ego. He plays this thing called defense. He enjoys that, <laughs> and and he is has the quickest release ever. I I like Clay. I like Clay Thompson. So but that performance. What do with you the headband? What do you make? Awesome. What do you make of them um, stopping? I mean, pulled him with five minutes to go, and he could have obliterated the record. I think that they're just going to notch the record up one three at a time all season long. How about that? And just go back and forth here. It's your record tonight. It's my record tonight. And by the way, Durant can get that record too if you want it. Do you think? Oh, yeah. He's that good of a three-shooter. Durant, yes. Okay. I'm not looking at his stats. I know he could shoot threes. I didn't think he was quite as prolific because to really do that, you got to get thermonuclear hot and just start playing Papa Shot, which Curry and Clay can do. And, and Clay will always get great looks because the other two get so much attention. Okay. He, so he's always going to get a clean look. If if uh, if Clay Thompson stayed in through the fourth quarter and he's just shooting more threes, more threes, more threes, then would it be okay if somebody clotheslined him on the Chicago Bulls <laughs> and said, okay, that's enough, you asshole. It's like in baseball, if you're up by 10 runs, you just swing yeah. at the first pitch, you can't do that. Or you yeah. steal, are you still second up by uh, eight, uh, 10 or 8 runs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little disrespectful. All right. Uh, did you see the Patriot fans throwing dildos on the field on Monday Night Football? A Bill new fans. tradition. Yeah, Bills but fans. The, the, I don't get that. I, but in Buffalo, they do a lot of weird stuff. They start drinking for a Monday night game like Saturday afternoon. They really are savages. They, they, are, yeah. they are even worse savages than Philly fans, and that's saying something right there. Have you seen them with the table, with the table uh, crashes on, oh, uh, yeah. on game days? They are like women doing it. Not just men, women oh, yeah. doing it. Buffalonian women. Hard well, drinking, Buffalonian women who have probably the foulest mouth you've ever seen and a rap sheet. They probably dip. Oh, probably. Absolutely. A big old paunch in that jaw. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, did you see where Ted Valentine got fired from the Big Ten? TV Teddy. The most notorious high-profile referee in college basketball who loved to flare it up for the television cameras and got into it with many coaches, including Bob Knight. Uh, he threw Bob Knight out of the game. Remember Bob Knight walked right, like, right in front he of swerved him, him. him. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah. went walking in a line, and then he like did this bending arc to make sure to brush Ted Valentine. How do you get fired as a referee? There's so many bad ones. Well, what does he do? He's still going to do ACC games. He's still going to do SEC games. He's going to do all these other leagues. But the league he's been known for, 34 years of refing, out at the uh, Big Ten. To which brings me my favorite soundbite yet again. Black man, it can Why did you fire wrong. the black man? Oh, but you fired the black man. Oh, 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 he was too dramatic for TV. Okay, well, what you if he was a pretty good ref? You can fire the black man if you want. You got to press the satellite button. Yeah, exactly. I already played that once this week because of the firing <laughs> of Hugh Jackson, which I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. It, 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 was, it came, I thought he would get fired last year. After Hard Knocks, I would have fired him. Yeah. three three thirty eight and one or something like that was his record? Yeah. How did he yeah. last that long? All right, you want to uncork before we get to uh, Fuck That Guy, your starting five pitching rotation of babes 
including <laughs> including a reliever. Do you have this Ooh, ready to go? I only have five. I, I didn't get a reliever. Well, well, you think about it. And I'll, maybe I'll suggest a good reliever out of the pen for you, just in case one of your starting five falters. Well, this is this is no order. I don't have to. I don't have a. I don't have to throw them in an order, right? This is my yeah. five. Well, you sh- well, you gotta have an ace. Okay, the staff. I'll, I'll put them in. I'll put them in order. Okay. Do you watch the show Shameless? No, but I'm gonna Google oh. whoever this is. Okay, there's two women from Shameless. Number one, there's a delectable cutie on Shameless called her name is Shanola Hampton. She plays the character of V. She oh, would be my number. Oh yes. Shana- yeah, she would be my American number- gal with a beautiful smile. Yes, she's okay. my number five starter. Uh, number four comes Connie Britton. Always going to be reliable. Still. Still. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, I love Connie Britton. I mean, you know she's Bartolo Colon I, of Babe. She is 51 years old. Don't care. She's got liver spots on her upper chest area. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> an ageist. Uh, By the way, do you know her real name? Constance Elaine Womack. Well, she's awesome to me. Of course. Uh, what am I talking about? I'm 50. And, no, see, and I'm disgusting. Who am I to say <laughs> Connie Britton has jumped the shark? Listen, I've always liked Connie Britton. I always have a soft spot for redheads. I've always liked her look and her vibe and everything else. But I didn't know she'd still be on your staff. Okay, there's number four. Number three. Number starter. three. Juju Mabasa Raw. Have you seen? Do you remember the movie? She was in Larry Crown. Juju Mabasa M B A T H A R A W. M B A T H A. Mabatha. Yeah. Yes. Raw. Look, yes. Oh, R A W. Okay. Yes. Raw. Her last name's Raw? Yes. Wow. Juju. Like Juju Smith Schuster. Oh, she's very nice. She's sort of like a Kerry Washington knockoff. Yes, she is. Ding ding ding. Not uh, bad. And what does she two? what does she what does she do? She's in Black oh, she, Mirror. Uh San, oh, she was in Junipero uh, L. Yes. I'm looking. Larry Crown. She was in Larry Crown with Tom okay. Hanks. Okay. 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 All right. Number two starter. Emily Rossum. Oh my God! Do I have a thing for her? Emily Rossum. She. I just saw her pop up as well on the. Uh, she was. Uh, she's also on Shameless. Okay. What uh, What is Shameless? Is a TV show on? Yeah. It's, it's with. Uh, it's on Showtime. It's on Showtime. Okay. It's a Showtime TV show. It's not Netflix. Yes. Okay. Oh boy, uh, I'm I'm seeing some Emmy Rossum without makeup, and it is not strong. But I'm also seeing her made up with makeup and with a bare midriff, uh, sort of mock tank top turtle. Oh yeah, love that look. Okay. <laughs> All right, and that's we, a, we, that's a week number two starter. To be honest, but go ahead. What's your number one, we, Jay? We know my number one is it still? It's 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 Jennifer it's Aniston. Ja, J. A. still still still. Wow, I, I'm not. I can't go wrong with that number one. No, you're right. You're right. She's an she's an innings eater. Good for 300 innings a year plus. That's right. Right. Not necessarily a big game pitcher anymore. She's kind of like Kershaw. Gets a little wobbly on that. <laughs> but but flat crazy, you know that. So you yeah, deal with there's that. a re- yeah. That's the, it, like she she has men, but they always seem to run away. There's a long line of men who have uh, said, you know what, I cannot handle it anymore. So, okay. How about a closer? Oh, I, I, I was trying to, I couldn't, oh, I'll, I'll take your J-Lo. Okay. J-Lo can still close. You don't think Scarlett Johansson, ScarJo, can still come out she of the pen? Smokes. And... She smokes. She smokes. Siciliano told me she smokes incessantly. Everyone, all these Hollywood babes smoke. 
Aniston, well, Aniston her- smokes. No, she's healthy. No, she does not smoke. Stop. Okay. This is where stop. I teach Jay about something called the internet. Oh, and stop. there we go. Jennifer Aniston smoking. Mm, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. <laughs> Although, wait a minute. Some of these might be photoshops. I think they are. I choose not to believe it. Okay. Uh, no, one of them looks pretty uh, looks pretty legit, but I don't know. It's tough to say. Yeah, no, that one looks pretty real right there. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know what? You tell them not to smoke. You get them gum, all right? That's right, Nicorette. There you go. <laughs> get them, tell them to go outside and stay out there for a little bit before you come back in. <laughs> all right, before we get to fuck that guy, I have a pre-fuck that guy that includes audio, Jay. This is Matt Patricia at his press conference. Oh, you stole mine! That was it! Damn it. That was going to be mine! Oh. All right, let me, let, me, let me play this, and then we'll... Uh... No, here we go. Let me try this. I think this will work, okay. all right? Here comes the music. Uh, you can't hear it. I'm not feeding you music, but I'll tell you when it's ready, all right? Yes. By the way, Roman Reigns battling leukemia. leukemia. He does his bite. I'm the guy, you know that, right? Yes. Fuck that You can still play that, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, One of my emailers who is a big wrestling fan said he wasn't sure about it. He thinks that because I follow his I'm the guy, followed up with, hey, fuck that guy, that the open is saying about Roman Reigns, fuck that guy. And that's not the case at all. That's not the case now. Okay, we'll see how this goes. Matt Patricia. Oh, yeah, see, that's how it goes. I just got the music on. I think I'd play both things at once. All right, Matt Patricia here uh, was lecturing a reporter in Detroit about his posture yes. while asking a question. Here we go. Why do you think this makes your franchise better? Um, well, you know, do me a favor. Just kind of sit up and just, like, have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions, and you just kind of, like, you know, give me this. But, I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? So ask me a question professionally, and I'll answer it for you. All right. Well, I think, you know, what's important for us is when we evaluate, you know, everything that we do. By the way, this is about the Golden Tate trade, which, uh, I mean, I, I think Golden Tate's still a son of a bitch to cover, so I don't know what the thinking was there, but whatever. I could tell you right now, Jay, if you were to give me a blind taste test of head coaches in the NFL, I would never have guessed this was Patricia. He sounds like a little nerd. Important for us is when and, we evaluate. And who is he? Who is he? Looking like a homeless bum to lecture anyone. How about respect? How about respect for the league and the commissioner when he wore the Barstool Sports clown T-shirt after they won the Super Bowl? Ugh. How, and, and, how about well, the beard? How about the fake grease pencil that you know can't, or, or the pencil? He's got a hipster pencil behind his ear, and he's got laminated play sheets, which cannot be written on with pencil. And what's the process he's talking about? I don't what know. What is it? I don't, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That said, Jay, makes- that said, these fucking sports writers are complete slouching idiots. This guy might have been a real asshole sitting there, laying back, saying, well, how does this make your team better? Everyone knows trading, you know, uh, Tate does not make your team better right away. That's a bad question. Sometimes you trade guys for reasons that the coaches are not going to tell you about. He's a shithead in the locker room. He's not working out. We're going to dump him at the end of the year. We think that uh, they've got some other guys, by the way, coming on in Detroit big time. 
You know, they could say I, all this stuff. They could say, hey, uh, he's sleeping with another player's wife again, like he did with gonna, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I was going to say, which he did once, yes. Yeah. So this whole, how does it make your team better? It's not always about making your team better immediately with every trade. Sometimes you trade immediate guys that can play for future assets. So are you giving your FTG to both of them, the guy who asked the question, and Patricia? You know what? I am. I'm going to give it to both now that I think okay, about it. Okay, don't fuck that guy. I didn't even see, I didn't hear the name of who it was, but just by the tone, you know what? Because for the most of the press conference, Patricia was trying to be professional, and these asshole writers were like, how does it make you better? How does it make you better? And he finally had enough. Obviously, did not learn from Belichick to just say well, he nothing. Did. Well, he didn't no. being an asshole. Well, he should just say nothing and mumble. Then you don't get into arguments with these sports writers. Well, when you're four and five, I don't think you can mumble too much. All right, Jay. Anything else on the way out the door, my friend? Uh, no. How about how are your Wizards, by the way? When are they going to fire Scott Brooks? They're one and six. Dwight Howard has not yet played. He has a tight ass, which is and, being and, called uh, tight glute muscles, which is really your ass. So when his ass, sleeping... lo- when his ass loosens up, he'll play a little bit. Which would be and nice. And suppose he has a new 21-year-old girlfriend. Well, that's legal. Last I checked. Eh, well, he's got like 19 kids. He's so only... We don't want that. <laughs> did you hear? Did you see the Twitter exchange between uh, some current player in the NFL and a fan about how many kids Philip Rivers has? And no. The, and the player tweeted back, yeah, man, he's like a white-ass Antonio Cromartie, but he's still married. Cromartie, Ooh, Crom- yeah. Cromartie pops on and says, shut your bitch ass up in a verified <laughs> tweet. I think I think somebody tweeted, I can't believe this app is free to use. This is the best. <laughs> All right, Jay. We'll see you next week, brother. Thanks. Talk to you next week, Zabe. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. Bet sides, predict scores, track player props, even do props on politics. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. If the game already kicked off or tipped off, don't worry. They've got live in-game action, sweet action, on every major event, even esports. No better time to join mybookie.ag than today. Go there, sign up, type in promo code ZABE, and get a 100% sign-up bonus. It's easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. We'll end with this today. I have no idea where this technology is going. But they're putting a lot into it. Toyota and Pizza Hut announced on Tuesday a prototype pickup that has robot arms, an oven, and can bake and package a pizza while driving down the road. Uh Uh-huh. What? The Tundra Pi Pro, powered by hydrogen fuel cell even, will help the nation's second-largest pizza chain boost its increasingly important delivery business and help Toyota expand its brand image as more than just a car company. Or not. The prototype, not yet in service, will spend the next several months on display at trade shows, beginning this week at Toyota's 2018 Specialty Equipment Market Association show in Las Vegas. I don't know how many orders for this truck they're going to get, but okay, whatever. Currently, the truck bed is open. 
For real-world use, we would create a plexiglass cover for the, quote, kitchen in the bed of the truck, said Toyota spokesman Greg Thome, or Tome. Uh, they say the re- from refrigerator to box takes about six minutes. Somebody would also have to pre-lay you know, lay out the, the, the pizza, and spread the sauce and the cheese and the toppings. I guess this is just going to pull it out of the refrigerator and pop it into an oven as it's driving down the road and then put it into a box. The partnership follows up on an announcement that two companies made in January at the Consumer Electronics Show. Then the companies announced plans to create an autonomous pizza delivery vehicle by 2020. Plans for that vehicle are still on track, but not there yet. Maybe they could include drone launchers on the car as well. The pizza truck announced Tuesday uses humans to drive and deliver the pizza to the consumer's door. Well, what good is it then? For Pizza Hut, the rolling cook station will help execute on its goal of, quote, bringing the oven closer to the consumer. (laughs) Why don't you get an oven that's on a hand cart that you can put the pizza in, wheel it out of the store, wheel it into the back of a truck, drive it to a customer, pull it off the truck, wheel it up the steps, right to the front door, ding dong, and then as soon as they open, pull the pizza out and go, There you go. Hot pizza pie. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Thank you today for stopping by. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Remember, podcasts and robot pizza trucks are the future. Email me with topics and suggestions, Zabe at Yahoo.com. Subscribe to the premium edition of this show by going to Zabe.com slash premium. Now, get on out there, go eat some pizza, and we will see you next time.